0: True greatness can only be found in a relationship with God. As you press on today in life, remember this one thing. My wife often says, It's not a good book unless someone falls in love. I can remember one time she had just finished a book, she closed it shut and she looked really sad. And I said, What's wrong? And she said, well, I got to the end and no one ever fell in love. And I think that's a pretty good uh, way to look at books, way to look at life even. Um, We love love stories. We love it in our movies, our books, uh, even songs we listen to. Everyone loves a beautiful love story. And you know the Bible, it's God's book. He wrote it and it is a love story. Someone falls in love in it. And it's the greatest love story of all time. I'm sure you've heard John 3.16 before. It's a very popular, very famous verse, but I want to read it for you today. I want you to think about how this applies to your life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I want you to try to personalize this verse. Now, what does personalizing the Bible mean? It doesn't mean you change the words of it. It doesn't mean that you uh, twist the truth or take something out of context. But you're trying to make it personal for your life. And I think this is a great verse to do that with. What that might look like is just take the word uh, world and whosoever and put your name in there. For example, for me, it'd be, For God so loved Michael that he gave his only begotten son, and that'd be Jesus, that if Michael believes in him, Michael won't perish, but have everlasting life. And you can say that for you. You can say that for anyone in the world. That's what uh, whosoever means. Uh, It's for anybody and everybody. The love story of Jesus, it applies to all people. And that's so awesome. Uh, it's so beautiful that God would love us so much that he willingly give up his only son. And Jesus would choose to suffer torment, pain, in order for you and I to have everlasting life. Now, Romans 5, verses 6 and 8 really bring this uh, into a beautiful uh way of thinking about it. Sometimes it's easy to think, well, maybe I need to do something in order for God to love me. Maybe I need to have some good works. I do. Uh, Maybe I need to clean up my life a little bit. And verse six of Romans chapter five says, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Um, We're pretty weak on our own. When you think about humans, uh, if you're honest with yourself and that says, Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. People who don't uh, reflect God in any way. I don't know about you, but I, that would be me. And I think that'd be everyone in the world. And then verse eight, we get this beautiful verse, Romans 5 eight, that says, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It doesn't say that we had to get our lives right, that we had to clean everything up in order for Jesus to find us lovely. No, it says that even while we were yet sinners, Jesus decided to die for us. Jesus decided to come for us. Now, there's nothing lovely about me. There's nothing lovely about you. But yet Jesus loves us. That's so incredible. Everybody loves a story where a prince comes and rescues a girl who's been overlooked. She's overwhelmed with her life, and she's much less than perfect, but yet the prince finds something special in her, and they fall in love, and she becomes part of a royal family. That's the kind of love Jesus offers to you. Now, I have nothing good in me. I have no claim to being part of the royal family of God. And yet Jesus wants me there. Now, if you're like me, you would ask, why would Jesus choose to come? Why would he choose to come in the way that he did, Uh, be born as a baby and then have to live a life suffering and be tormented and beaten, uh, be ashamed and then die for us? Well, like anything in life, if you have the proper motivation, it'll drive you to do incredible things, great things. And Jesus was motivated by love. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, for, we, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Now, I don't know about uh, what riches people have who are listening to this, but when you think about heaven, when you think about paradise, I don't think anything can get better than that. Uh, Jesus had the ultimate riches, uh, and he still does today. But yet, for our sakes, he decided to become poor, come down to earth, so that through his poverty, we could enjoy the same riches that Jesus does. The king of all left it all for you. I mean, Jesus had everything in heaven. You think about what heaven's like. You just take your life and... Imagine it perfect. Imagine that nothing ever goes wrong. Everything is exactly the way you want it. You get along with everybody. I think that's what heaven's going to be like. Only take that like 30 times more. And Jesus decided to leave that. Even though he had everything, he didn't have you. He didn't have a way for you to come to him. Love is powerful, Love will drive someone to go to incredible lengths and perform sacrifices to prove their love to someone. Now, Jesus lived a life of suffering, shame, and sadness on earth. And what did he have to gain? He didn't have anything to gain. He already had glory. He was the king of all. Well, he didn't have anything to gain except for you, except to make a way for you to join him in heaven one day for you to know him, have a relationship with him. Now still, this question of why, you might be thinking, well, why would God love me? Now here's an incredible answer to this. I don't know. Isn't that so fun? Don't you love when people say that? But I don't. I don't know the why of why God would love me. I don't know why God would love you. All I know is that he does. God says he does, and that reason is good enough for me to believe it, and it should be good enough for you too. Just believe God, take him at his word. He says he loves you, so believe him. Jeremiah thirty-one three says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Now, I've often heard it said, ye means me. So when Jesus is talking about ye, or as we say today, you, uh, that's talking about you personally, not just the people in the Bible. We can take it to mean ourselves, personalize that verse. God loves you, and he will never stop loving you. We don't really have a word in our vocabulary today to describe God's love, and that's why when people were translating the original text uh, into English language, they use this word "loving kindness." Now, what does "loving kindness" mean? Well, the Hebrew word was "hesed," which means loyal, steadfast, faithful love, and it stresses the idea of belonging together of those involved in a love relationship. Now, that sounds like a very incredible kind of love. Now, our love relationship must have two sides agree to love each other. If just one person pursues the other, there is no relationship there, and there's definitely no fellowship. So, here comes the question if God loves me so much and is so perfect and wonderful, it's the best kind of love you can ever imagine. Why doesn't He just demand my love? Why doesn't God just make humans with their brain programmed to just love him without any other option without any choice being involved wouldn't that make sense well would that really be love at all i mean if someone just loves you because they have to that's not really love companies have started producing robot dogs And these aren't just little remote controlled things. No, these are robots that are intended to be your pet. Uh, They'll obey commands. They'll sense surroundings around them. They have little cameras so they can see you, recognize your face, have different reactions, uh, know their boundaries, give the owner attention just like a real dog would. Now, what are the benefits of having a robot dog? Well, they're never going to wet the carpet um, they're never going to uh, eat so much food that you have to keep spending money, high dollar food to keep them healthy. Um, but what people have found who purchase these robot dogs who think they have the perfect pet, there's no genuine love there. Yeah, they're not going to chew up the trim on your door frame, but the robot dog has no choice but to love you. So really, what's the point of having a dog at all then? Now, I say that to mean, or I guess to show, God loves you because he is love. He knows what love is. He gives you the choice to choose him back. He doesn't just demand and force you to love him because God knows that's not how a relationship goes. There's no genuine love and fellowship there. God loves you. Will you choose to love him back? Thinking about how the Bible is a love story. Often when my wife and I watch movies and it has a dramatic love story as the plot, I can get really stressed and I keep saying, just tell me it ends well. Just tell me it ends well. Now, I'm not proud of that, but that's how I watch love story movies. The Bible is a love story, and I can confidently tell you that if you love God back, if you have choo- chose, chosen, no, I think it's chosen. If you choose to love God back, it ends well. Romans eight thirty-eight and 39 says, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth. Nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. A lot of those things can cause great fear in life. Uh, We think about death. We all know death awaits at the end of our life. Uh, There's lots of powers. There's lots of things either in our past or our future that cause us to stress and fret. But what's the Bible saying here? Nothing can get in the way of God's love for you. There's nothing stronger than love in life. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And how's that love available? It's only available because Jesus Christ came, decided to pay the penalty for us, make a way so that we could enjoy this incredible relationship with him. So remember this one thing today, God's book is a love story and you get to be a part of it.